Hi, my name is Benjamin Wong, and welcome to Kid CEO, the podcast that inspires curious kids looking to start early in the world of business. This is Kid CEO. Hi, guys, welcome back to another episode of Kid CEO. It's your host, Benjamin Wong. One of my favorite TV shows right now is The Office, because I love how it's so realistic and the actors aren't trying to over-dramatize anything, or overact, if you get what I mean. And also, I like how it's very realistic in the business side of it. It's just a, a documentary, or a mockumentary, of a basic paper company, where the employees just do their jobs. And also, it shows many different positions of the corporate ladder, which is the topic of today's episode. So the corporate ladder is a phrase for how employees climb through company or advance through company. So basically, it's a metaphor comparing a ladder to a chain of command. In a ladder, you start at the bottom and slowly climb your way to the top. And that's normally the same in a corporate ladder. Of course, there are exceptions when there are certain candidates that are very outstanding. But for the entry-level college graduate, this is how it's going to go. So, when people say that they want to climb the corporate ladder, it's basically meaning that they're advancing through promotions. You start at the bottom, and you get promoted, and promoted, and promoted, until you reach top. In one word, a corporate ladder is just a hierarchy. Normally, these corporate ladders are in most companies, mostly traditional, but these days, companies have started to drift away from this traditional corporate style and go into more smaller, smaller, less um, strict chains of command. Because many, there's many small businesses these days who have maybe one or two leaders and there's not, like, there's not 30 different human resources representatives, for example. And so now I'm going to go into the chains of command of it. So basically the structure of a corporate ladder, and what jobs are available each and what they're responsible for. Also, one more thing is the higher you're promoted, the more difficult it is to advance. And this is because of the less positions as you go. So at the bottom of the chain of command, there might be sales or human resources. And those things, other than human resources maybe, sales might have maybe 20 slots in a small business. So that company has 20 opportunities. So next you move up to the manager, there's normally one manager, but an entire company, maybe 10 managers. And you go to VP. So I'm just assuming these numbers. These are not exact numbers. So you go to the VP, and there's now five VPs. And obviously, when you get to the top, there's only one CEO. So it's much harder to advance as you keep on going because of the fewer positions that are available because at the top they're a lot more exclusive to those who are the best of the best. So now I'll go into what I was saying before the different levels of a corporate ladder. So at the bottom is the lowest level which includes secretaries, engineers, accountants, salespeople, customer service, uh, janitors, or maybe a trainer. Customer service is normally the entry-level job because customer service is how you can really begin to learn a company and how it's like and how it's managed. But there are also many other um, positions that people would say an entry-level job. And so these people on the lowest level report directly to a manager right above them, which leads me to the next part, which is the maybe 
second fourth of the four levels. So the manager is in charge of a small group of people. So these people are all the, like I said before, secretaries, engineers, salespeople, all these people. So they're responsible for all of them and make sure they're all doing the job. As well as establishing sales goals, um, they hire, motivate, and fire individual salespeople or other people in their chain of command, basically. So, really, they just have their small part of management. Some people could call them, like, maybe upper management, but they're really less than the middle point. So, there's about two quarters of the chain. And they need to make sure that they report to their VP or director above them. And so, which leads me to my next part of the corporate ladder, which is the VP and directors. So, they're in charge of the major departments. Examples of major departments could be sales or human resources. So, there could be XYZ person, and he is the director of all sales of the company. So, if there's five branches of this XYZ company... They're in charge of all the salespeople in all five branches. And there might also be a VP, in other ways, a VP of certain areas. So if there's a company that runs all around the U.S. and they have a branch, or they have multiple branches in California, Oregon, and Washington. So that's the west of the country. So there might be a VP in charge of the western region. That per that VP would make sure that everyone in that entire region, no matter what position, gets taken care of and is responsible for all of them. And they can also be called directors. And they're normally, they have to have some education. They cannot be, most of the time, they cannot be just a high school graduate. Normally, they're, they have an MBA or some other degree that certifies them to have this upper management job. And they report directly to the highest level of executive directors. And they're the most exclusive positions in every corporate business in the world. The CEO, CFO, COO. So I'll start, to me, the bottom of this, of these three, and then go to the top. So I think, to me, the bottom of these three is the COO. The COO is the chief operating officer. So the chief operating officer makes sure all the manufacturing, all those technical pieces of a company are running smoothly. And they're fully responsible for everything in that region. To me, they're not as important as the CFO and the CEO. Because the CFO, without money, there is no company. Because companies rely on money. So no matter if the CEO was gone, I think the company would still run smoothly. But if the CEO or CFO was gone, the company would probably fall apart. So now moving on to the second most important piece of uh, these three upper-level management is the CFO. And they're the chief financial officer. They're in charge of looking at all the finances of a company. And in some companies, they might be buying shares of other companies or selling them. They're in charge of all the financial assets of a company. So from the real estate in the company to the salaries, they're in charge, the very top. Everyone who does these, the accountants, human resources, everyone who deals with the numbers of a company will end up, all their information will end up being reported to the CFO. CFO, I wouldn't say is the, is the least important, but it's not the most important. But without them, a company would pretty much go bankrupt because there's no one who manages their money. And the number one job 
any company in the world, the most exclusive job out of anyone in the world. There's one of these in every single company, and it is the CEO. The CEO manages the company. Everything, no matter what it is, the CFO, COO, they all report to the CEO. No matter if it's secretary, engineer, accountant, salesperson, manager, VP, director, CFO, or COO, the final word always goes to the CEO. They're responsible for the board of directors, which is a group of people who manage the company, and they're the fi- they technically the CEO doesn't have the final say because this board of directors is technically in charge of everything, but an in individual power, I guess you could say, the CEO is the one who everything is reported to, and they're in charge of making the overall goals and policies. So going back to what I said, the manager might be in charge of establishing sales goals or quotas, but of one branch, but the CEO is in charge of maintaining these goals for the entire company. The manager might say, oh, we want to increase 4% in sales in this branch. But then the CEO might say, I want to increase 10% sales of the entire company. So no matter what, who's under which management, the entire company should try to accomplish this goal. Whereas in the manager's goals, only that specific branch or group of workers needs to accomplish their goal. And so the CEO is held responsible. And there, I believe, is the thing, is a person that keeps the company together. With the, whenever there's a CEO who leaves the company or is fired, then the entire company starts to go under. Because without a CEO, it's like if there's no president. There's turmoil and chaos because there's no one leading it. Society strives on a leader. So without the CEO, there would be no company. So that's going to wrap up my episode on the corporate ladder. Um, In the future, I might do some more specific different investigations. For example, investigating a secretary, um, what a customer service does, what managers do, or maybe even an episode on CEO. I don't really know yet, but I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Kid CEO is ready for you to listen every other Sunday at 12 a.m. with another exciting idea. To submit an idea for a future episode, contact kidceopodcast at gmail.com. And to stay up to date, go visit our Instagram at kidceopodcast. This is Benjamin Wong signing off. Have a productive and innovative week.